0: Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 21. Welcome to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop Leaders in Worship Ministry. We do this by equipping leaders in worship ministry with the right tools, connecting them with like minded people and vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm Matt Perkins, I'm your host, and I want to say thank you for taking the time and listening today to this podcast. If you found us by iTunes or by Stitcher Smart Radio, if you found us on our website, uh, we want to thank you and uh, encourage you to leave us a voicemail or drop us a line. Uh, You can leave a comment on the website. Uh, You can also, using a great service called SpeakPipe, You can go onto the right-hand side of our website, leadersinworship.com. You can leave us a voicemail right from your computer. We received this voicemail this week from Isaac Bradford of Bradford Ministries.
1: Hey, Matt, this is Isaac
0: Bradford. I am with Bradford Ministries, and our website's bradfordministries.net. Man, I just wanted to say I listened to your podcast today for the first time, and I wanted to say, bro, it was great Uh, very uh,
1: insightful and i believe uh, it was encouraging to me i believe it's where we need to be as worship pastors and i just wanted to leave you a quick voicemail saying thank you
0: for the investment of time that you've put into preparing that and giving that to us as colleagues as other worship leaders we're all in this together man and thank you so much just wanted to shout out to you bro Uh, God bless you, and God bless your ministry, man. Well, thank you, Isaac, for taking the time and leaving that voicemail. Uh, We appreciate your encouragement with that. I had a chance to meet Isaac uh, briefly about a year ago at a live DVD recording for William McDowell, and uh, that was a powerful time of of worship that night. Looking forward to the release of that DVD, um, hopefully later this year. And so we are excited about that. But uh, I took a moment. I went to BradfordMinistries.net and checked out their site. And they have some incredible music that you should look at. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes uh, where you can go to iTunes and you can pick up their EP that is available. And here is a sample of one of their songs by the Judah Nation Band, uh, Isaac and Jordan Bradford. And here's a song, I'm Free. Well, I encourage you to uh, take a moment and check out their site, bradfordministries dot net. And thank you again, Isaac, for taking the time and leaving us that voicemail. We would love to hear from you if you have questions or comments for upcoming topics. You can email us uh, feedback at leadersinworship dot com. feedback at leadersinworship dot com. Well, today on our show, we're going to jump right into an interview with pastor charlie hernandez charlie joined our worship staff a little over a year ago and he's our associate worship pastor and i am thankful to have him and he does a phenomenal job does a lot of our arranging does a lot of writing and leads worship for our michigan street campus as well as some of the things that we have going on at our curry ford campus At faith assembly in orlando and so we're going to go right to this interview with charlie hernandez where you can hear his heart and what god is doing in his life well charlie thanks for being on the leaders in worship podcast today really appreciate you taking the time well
1: my pleasure to be here man i'm really grateful to be able to do this and looking forward i'm a fan I'll, I'll actually download your, your podcast, so yeah.
0: Are you just saying that because we work no, together? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no. Re- I'm really a fan. I mean, ever since... I think that the first one that you did was the Ricardo Sanchez one,
0: Yeah, because it was dated by...
1: Yeah. It was awesome. It was amazing. So I'm a fan. I'm, I'm honored to be here.
0: Well, would you give our listeners... You know, we work together, we're on staff together mm-hmm. at um, at the church here, but would you give maybe our listeners a background of your... Involvement, how long you've been doing ministry, how that came about. Sure. Um,
1: Um, Well, I've been in ministry for over 25 years now. Um, And it all started when, um, um, well, I was born and raised in church. I'm from Puerto Rico. Um, I came to live here in 1999. And before that, um, I was brought up in church. Um, My grandparents were involved in church. My mom's still a pastor. Um and uh, ever since I was little, uh, I had this inclination, uh, you know, to sing. and my mom used to play the piano and we uh, sang together folk songs from Puerto Rico. And then um, um, when she started leading, uh, she started like a small um, children's choir, and she wanted me to be part of it. So I started singing and then she gave me some solos and I found out that I was you know pretty much comfortable singing in front of people. So after that, um, I started studying in, uh, and back in high school. I started in a, um, it, it's called, um, I'll say it in Spanish, Escuela Libre de Musica, which is, um, it's a, like a special um, music uh, school for um, yeah different, um, uh, in different, uh, in Puerto Rico, instead of states, we'd have like towns. And our wow. town had a, a, a music school like that. So I started studying uh, the flute. Actually, that was my first instrument. Yeah, And then from there, I started singing on this. Um, they have this dance band, and they didn't have a singer, so they asked me to do it. And I was pretty much doing everything from church in, in within the church. So I started singing some pop songs, and I became quite popular. And I was, like, scared <laughs> to death of that, you know? So uh, uh, later on, um, I decided to study music uh, because that was my passion period yeah and um in uh when you're in college you're uh you're you need to uh um play piano you have to have that as as a part of your curriculum so i started playing piano more often i liked it so much so i started writing songs and i met this guy his name is edwin coto um he is a um one of the pioneer in uh, C in Puerto Rican C C M if I can use that term, uh back in the day you know music was really um, old fashioned and boring in church and I remember I, I was brought up in a church that was it wasn't that legalistic but they were not you know too fond of using like electric guitars yeah. and stuff like that in in church and you know that was like. A, They will see the devil in every single detail (laughs) like that. So anyway, um, we started a band, and um, we started, you know, uh, giving out concerts, you know, outreaches, basically. And it became quite popular. I was his MD back then, and then I felt God that he wanted me to... You know, do this by myself. So I started my own recording back in 1986. It was like uh, it was an LP, you know, like like um, vinyl thing. And then God gave me the privilege to uh, uh, record the first um, contemporary Christian Spanish um, um, production and a CD. I did the first uh, compact disc in Puerto Rico, wow. and it was it was a major thing back then. I even had I even had to buy the actual player so that stations will play my music (laughs) you know it was like that so but it was really cool after that everybody everyone was using it you know how it is right nowadays you have to have a cd period but that was back in the early i think i think it was 1991. Hmm. so anyways uh from there i mean we took off and god you know gave me the privilege to travel and then minister alongside um people like Marcus Witt. Mm -hmm. um uh, who is right now, you know, he's a, he's a Spanish pastor. Well, he was uh, up until recently uh, of um, Lakewood Church. Yeah. And he's a major, you know, uh, recording artist and composer yeah. in the Spanish community. So along uh, with him and with other ministers, we started the Praise and Worship Conferences in Puerto Rico back in 94, 93. And then from then on, uh, I was a praise and worship pastor in my church, and then I started recording and uh, traveling. I came here to live, like I said, back in 1999. Um, and then uh, I started working in a Spanish church here called Centro de la Familia. Uh, I, I worked with two recordings there, and um, I went over a period of time. I don't know if you've gone through those where, you know, sometimes you're like, Trying to find your path, and yeah. uh, we were having some, you know, serious health issues in my family with my wife uh, getting cancer and stuff like that. I needed to work uh, besides travel. I was traveling a lot back mm-hmm. then, so I needed to stop to take care of my family. So I started working in a music store. And that's when, ta da 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 Pastor Matt Perkins approached me and say, "Hey man, do you happen to like to be in ministry? Uh, are you kidding me, man?" So anyway, uh, well, you
0: uh, had you had been because you were going through some of those transitions where you had had left the um, your staff position, yes, and then you started traveling, right? Um, and it was let's see, we've been here for six years on staff at the church, mm-hmm. and not long after we got here one of the people in our band mm-hmm. had given me the cd that you recorded over there and so i was listening you know listening quite a bit even though you know well actually and that was uh, that was bilingual that yes. cd yeah mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is the song that's the reggaeton that is on that project is one of my favorite <laughs> it's songs it's full the- spanish <laughs> and
1: i thought that you were gonna go like you know i thought that you would like something more like you know uh <laughs> I don't something know, more R&B, white. My, something it, more <laughs> white, but he wanted a reggaeton. What's this? What's, what's up with this guy, you know? <laughs>
0: And and that's how we initially Mm -hmm. became acquainted and uh, called up. We had coffee, and uh, you started doing arrangements Mm -hmm. for us, and so freelancing arrangements and traveling, and then started attending the church. Now, how long had you guys been attending Uh, our church?
1: I will say five years now. Yeah.
0: Wow. And that was one of the things uh, a couple of the people in the band had— you know, been involved in ministry. And so one day after worship, uh, some people were hitting me up on the side saying, yeah. Hey, do you know that Charlie Hernandez is here? I remember Charlie when you invited Hernandez me, when you
1: invited me over for a coffee, you told me, Hey dude, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, son, just sit down. Give me a couple of hours. Nah, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we hit it off from the, from the get go. And, and we had a great relationship from the start. And, um, I felt that God was, uh, you know, Um, telling me to just stay focused in my church. My kids love Faith Assembly, and they just, they were so blessed. I'm so blessed. My wife, my oldest daughter, found a husband here. So it was like a done deal. I mean, we have to be here. So God directed us to be here, and then we started working.
0: It's interesting that, how sometimes in life and in ministry, there are relationships that are set up, you know, and we talk about, the Leaders in Worship podcast mm-hmm. to equip, connect, and develop, and, you know, one of the previous episodes last week, we were talking about uh, the importance of connection and why you need to be connected, not isolated, and And you can hear about that. Uh, you can check that out. We'll have the links in the show notes, but I believe that's com slash zero two zero. so it's episode 20, and talking about the importance of we and teamwork and and it's interesting to me that how many times there can be relationships and things established that you might not see right you know at the beginning yes. we were just we hit mm-hmm. it off as friends mm-hmm. and you started doing some some work for us where we needed some arrangements done and right. and um and so that was how it initially started and little did we know that you know a few years later that um, you know, we would have a position open up, and
1: and because we had a good relationship, the transition yeah. wasn't as difficult because of that. I mean, I I I felt that I was just going with what God wanted me to do, mm-hmm. but I felt at ease, yeah, you know, doing this. And I remember you telling me I would love, for, hey man, to come here and then maybe lead some worship. And I told you I would rather stay up, you know, for a while, connecting with the church, getting to know some families. Because in, in, in worship, uh, you know, it's not like you go and, okay, here I am. Um, I have my credentials. I have this and that. I'm, right. I'm just going to lead you guys. You know, follow me because I have this, you know, yeah. authority over me, whatever. The relationship in itself, it's something that really invites people and, and people feel more comfortable if they get to know you right. as a person. that's why I always tell my musicians, you know, my ministry is not just relegated to the platform. I want to see you connect with people when we're done playing. I don't want you guys hanging, you know, on on a corner by yourselves. Go mingle with people. Talk to them. to yeah. get them to know that people feel more comfortable to be led by someone that they trust and they love.
0: Yeah. And that that was one of the things that I remember when we were talking early on when we first got together and we were meeting at a Starbucks just down from the from the church and yeah. And was like, "Hey, Charlie, why don't you why don't you come out to a rehearsal? Come on up, maybe lead worship and uh, join with us." And because I wanted you involved, and a lot of people in our church mm-hmm. knew of you, whether from Puerto Rico or here in Orlando, mm-hmm. and you know, our church is is largely Puerto Rican, and so there are a lot of people that knew mm-hmm. of you, and so I was. Man, come on, let's Jump on board. get involved and uh, <laughs> and that was one of the things that I noticed right away that you were like, you know, that's fine but mm-hmm. I'm content to just yeah, hang for a little and while. And I think
1: that also God has a time for yeah. everything. There's a season in which you need to get more involved there, there and and if you have a a relationship with God, you, you're gonna be sensitive to that. You know, you you're gonna be able to listen to him and say, Okay, now it's time, go ahead and do it. Yeah. You know, out at this heights in my life, you know, um you get to learn that you have to do things not of out of convenience, but out of obedience. Mm-hmm. And that really helps you. If you're obedient and then all the things are gonna flow and fall into place. And that's what I saw happening here ever since I got here. Cause let me tell you, faith assembly uh, I've been around. I told you this many times. I've been around. I've been serving in other churches, uh, or maybe as a guest speaker, or as uh, whatever. Uh, and uh, the culture of, of you know serving people and honoring people—it's something that's really unique to our church. Not, I'm not saying that we're better than anyone else, but what I'm saying is that it's something that really caught my eye. How people are so easily, you know, get, they get along so well. Mm-hmm. If you say, I need you to do this, you don't find any kind of attitude. It's like, it's something that's really ministered to me. Yeah. Me personally.
0: Yeah, and that that is one of the things that we actually, in the last couple weeks, we've been having with our department meetings. Right. We've been talking about culture, and we've started a new series in our our Sunday mornings uh, when we're talking with our team of Heart. What do People find, or we find, unique about our ministry, and and how can we express that in developing our our core values and the culture of of our team? Right now, one of the things that we also have been kind of working at and kind of feeling our way along in is you came on and were a part of our team, but we had just within a few months had taken on another campus, right. and so you're leading worship at our our Michigan Street campuses, mm-hmm. um, and that's one of the things that we've had to be kind of diligent about, of making sure that we're not worship pastors for two different churches that just share an office, of trying to right. be intentional about, mm-hmm. you know, we're the same worship ministry even though we're at different campuses, Right. our service Times and structures are, mm-hmm. comf- you know, completely flipped, oh, yeah. and so oh, yeah. so there's some challenges that mm-hmm. have been
1: mm-hmm. in with. I that. think one of the things that we need that we've been doing, and I think that so far we've been successful, is to keep that one team mentality. You know, it's just that, and it's so easy to drift af- apart from that because, first of all, um, the, the the personality of the church is different. Yeah. And the history of the church is different because we acquired this uh, campus, uh, what, a year ago, something yeah. like that, maybe? Yeah. Uh, and then before that, they had their people coming in, and then they have to adapt to the new culture of faith assembly, plus having a new pastor, yeah. plus, you know, so many things on top of each other. And I've seen every single month a growth in every area of the church. And it's so amazing because it, it, everything flows from the head. And um, w- going back to that point w- that I was mentioning about the character of the musicians and the, and the people that serve in this house, in, the, in this house of worship, um, uh, when I think about our pastor, I see his character. I see mm-hmm. the way that he treats people. And yeah. I see that, you know, springing from him throughout the whole congregation and, yeah. and all the ministries here. So it's so important that um, when we're in leadership, people are going to you know, do what we do. Mm -hmm. They're going to, the way that they're going to perceive the church is the way that we project it. How do we conduct ourselves? What's our behavior? What's our attitude? So I've seen that being something that's very influential in everything that we do. So uh, we share the same program, uh, same songs pretty much. I try to stick as close as possible to the same program so that the people that Go to different churches. They say, "Oh, they pretty much do the same thing." Yeah. It has a different flavor to it because it's a it's a, it's a smaller church. It's a different environment, but still, we can feel that it's the same church.
0: Yeah, and that that's one of the things that when we first um, set out and had this second campus mm-hmm. was how do we how do we give a similar faith assembly experience at another church you know when there's different sizes you have different gear there's different levels of production that's available right um, and ultimately it's not about the gear it's not about the production it's not about any of that it's mm-hmm. about that heart of worship and and so that when they walk in yeah. um, now we we share uh, between the two campuses we have singers that are all out of the same pool correct um essentially the musicians initially started out of that same pool. same pool mm-hmm. but there are some that came in and, right. and a couple of guys that locked in and that, said yeah, man exactly. this is this is my they're committed. This is my church exactly. i love this campus mm-hmm. and this is where right. we want to be and so so these guys have been but even
1: though they're regulars um, I would say they, their mentality is that this is part of the same church because if we have other extracurricular activities other than our Michigan Street campus, you're going to see them there. Right. And that's one of the things that we really encourage people to do. You know, get involved. If we have a cleaning day, for you know, if there's anything else besides the music ministry, go ahead and be involved. A couple of guys from that. Wait a second! That...
0: You're asking a musician to also be involved on cleaning of day? Of course. What is yes,
1: this? I'm telling you, man, if you cannot pick up a chair and help us clean, I mean, don't pick up your guitar and come here. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I saw these guys, you know, they're involved in the, in the men's breakfast. You see them in the cleaning. You see them in the uh, children's ministry involved. I mean, and it's some, that's that uh, mentality of ownership over your, you know, uh, life in the church. It's something that's so key and it's, I will say that it the, the 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 thing that waits the most will be teaching the teaching that we're receiving, mm-hmm. and when we're in the same page as far as our teaching, and that's what we do exactly. One of the things that we do is we share the same teachings. We make sure that we're walking in the same pace in as far as teaching, so people can say that okay, we're you know sharing the same concepts here, and when we see the results, we see people committed. Yeah. to the whole thing.
0: And one of the things when you talk about sharing the sharing the teachings, sharing those things, um, we have a different setup by our location because here at our campus here, we have uh, two services, and so there's a teaching kind of um, School of the Bible class that right. happens in between services. Um, we have our Thursday night rehearsal at this campus to prep for Sunday and new material. However, you aren't at that rehearsal because you have a service at the other campus. Exactly. And so we have some weird challenges that when we have our midweek at the Curry Ford campus, um, you are involved in that midweek. But when we have rehearsal, you're actually in service over at right. the other campus. Right. So what we have done is you actually have your kind of rehearsal slash sound check on Sunday mornings Correct. before your service, exactly. And then we're sharing the same material that we cover to our departments, which so, has worked
1: beautifully so far. Um, there, we're there like at eight thirty. Our service is at ten uh, forty-five, and we run like an hour and a half rehearsal, and then we get to have 30, 35 minutes of our teachings and the, i mean they're so engaged and so involved actually last sunday we started our first uh of, of our series of of um um the new teachings of what we uh, of our uh, faith uh worship arts and uh they were so we were so blessed we were so blessed because you know they get to participate they get to they get to uh share what god is ministering to them and, yeah. and it's 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 amazing
0: and we started before this, we went through uh, the of the artist, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Rory was on a recent uh, one of the podcasts like, and and uh, was also a part of our a conference. Zoom worship mm-hmm. conference, mm-hmm. and we'll have links to... To that interview uh, that I did that with that book let
1: me tell you that book was really really good I mean it addresses uh, issues that you see and it's hard to sometimes to just define what's going on yeah. but when you get when you see them laid out in those pages you say hey I'm going through this I'm going through that I saw people actually many I would say many of our musicians and singers were confronted yeah seriously confronted with attitudes and stuff like that and 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 they came out and say hey you know god ministered to me in this area and because we developed this grace oriented dynamic in the class we're able to be transparent mm-hmm. and talk about our you know our our struggles and talk about the, the areas in our lives that god wants to you know polish and and he uses those times to help yeah. us grow. Because, you know, musicians are different from the regular <laughs> servers in church. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. that serve in church and musicians are in a different category. Yeah. And and it's it's great to see that there are out there. We have material, we have things, and hopefully we're going to have these teachings that we're developing here in our church available for others to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, and
0: one of the things that uh, Charlie is talking about now is we have— been in the process of setting up a teaching for our worship ministry and the worship arts ministry, and so we've been, you know, pulling from different areas, different churches if we find different teachings, and um, that has been very helpful. But we've been starting to talk about culture, so we are spending two weeks talking about what is the culture of faith worship arts. What do we want this to be? And um, how we can step up, and I think it was Brian Houston, of uh, pastor of Hillsong, that recently said at a conference, it said, uh, our job is not to build culture, but to be the culture. Right. And then you have that whole analogy of the thermometer versus the thermostat, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what are we going to set our, you know, This climate. What are we going to set this culture? And and we're going to do this. We're going to serve people well. We're we're not any better than any other ministry, Uh, just because we're on the stage and there's lights and there's sound and all of these things and people might see us and recognize us when we're not on the stage. That doesn't make us better. We're just serving a different different function of we're
1: we're musical ushers. That's right. And- God has allowed us to, um, you know, to build what it's important in the kingdom, which is people. Mm-hmm. You can focus in building a team, or building a structure, or building an, even a ministry, but actually the core—I mean, the the building blocks of the church is people. Yeah. So if we get to invest in their character and define—and and I love about that about what we're doing—defining our culture and what a culture is and that we are submerged in a culture so and there are cultures within cultures you know yeah. there's a culture of the church and there's a culture of the musicians there's a culture of the ushers or whatever but when you get to understand what your culture is and what is it made of and then how do you fit in that culture it gives you meaning it gives you purpose and it helps you to focus in and, and listen to god and do whatever He wants you to do in the ministry.
0: You know, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about culture, what it means to build culture or be the culture, and how we define that, and talking about some benefits and the results of healthy culture in your worship team and um, in your ministry. So if you have any questions, maybe you have comments, you can go to leadersandworship.com. On the right-hand side of the page, you can leave a voicemail uh, right there, and we encourage you to do so. And also, you can email in if you have questions or comments about culture or things that you want to talk about in this upcoming episode, and uh, we'll include that in there. You can email us at feedback at leadersandworship.com, and we would love to hear from you. Maybe you are in a an environment where they have a strong, healthy culture, and you just want to share a couple things about your worship ministry. We would love to hear what God is doing, and we are about equipping, connecting, and developing leaders in worship ministry. Maybe you're in a situation where um, it's just difficult for you to be involved, and uh, you've had some discouraging times thinking, why am I why am I doing this? I just feel like I'm getting run down, and it's an unhealthy culture where I'm at. And uh, if you want to uh, leave us some comments or feedback, we won't include your church name or any of that, but would love to hear from you, and I think it could be a help to how we are reaching other people through the Leaders in Worship podcast. Um, Right now, what is God speaking to you, Charlie, and kind of your in ministry and where where you are at, and um, is this a uh, is this a, a good season of ministry? And maybe that's a trick question because we're <laughs> together <and> saying, "Hey, <laughs> uh, but what what is uh, what is God doing in your in your life and heart?" Well,
1: uh, this is a very special season in my life. Um, you know, I've, I'm, I'm at a point where my my kids are not no longer teenagers; they're growing into being you know, uh, I'm more uh, mature. Um, my daughter got married last year. Uh, I'm working here, full, uh, full-time staff, and uh, the experiences that I've been acquiring in this um, uh, environment, in this church, is, is, is amazing. Um, one of the things that I know that God for sure is, um, uh, you know, just encouraging me to do is to write write songs Mm -hmm. i'm a strong believer in that god has poured out uh in different churches a different measure of grace revelation and there are things that are happening in your church right now that people need to hear about they Mm -hmm. need to uh um, experience uh what god is you know uh doing in your in, in in the place that you are at and uh in my case, I'm, I'm I'm just putting together different songs. It's not like I have this mentality of I'm all gonna make a you know a great recording or whatever. It's just that I'm just piling them up according to whatever God is letting me, allowing me to experience with the church, with uh, with ministry, and in my personal life. And and uh, uh, well, God has blessed us so much. We have the gear. We have the um, technical facility to put it together mm-hmm. and I think it's a big, big responsibility. yeah you, there are things that you cannot play around with. Yeah. And, and I think that if God has given you much, you need to be responsible and need to be proactive. So mm-hmm. I will say writing more stuff um, in, in in the next weeks, I'm gonna be involved in, uh, in to minister most, more as a pastor. You know, investing my life in other in Mm -hmm. other people, uh, helping them out in in other struggles besides the music um, thing, and you know what I'm talking about. And I
0: want to, that's something in a in a future episode I want to hit because um, and Charlie has a just a a unique way of being able to help people through some struggles, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think it would be a, a a huge help to many people in our our listeners of leaders in worship Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. i want to hit one of those in an upcoming episode i think uh, it would be very helpful you know that
1: david was a, a a man that was so passionate about everything and because of his passion he ended up in adultery uh and you know there are god has given us many different ways to express things that we have in us. You know, we have appetites, we have passions, and and it's legitimate to have them. The way that we satisfy them, that's when we get in trouble. Yeah. Because you can, I mean, if you're hungry, that's something that's legit, okay? Yeah. It's, it's a legitimate uh, need that you have. But you can choose to eat junk food or have a healthy meal. In the yeah. same way, it happens with every decision in your life. Yeah. if you get to have a desire to do something even being the ministry mm-hmm. if you want to use it to satisfy your ego or your needs to be yeah, uh, or your need of approval it's not something that's going right. to work for you because you're going to end up frustrated because god is going to get the glory and you're going to be frustrated yeah. if you if your desire if your pleasure is not in you know seeing him happy seeing him you know pleased with what you're doing you're going to be trying to do stuff around yourself and that's yeah. set up for trouble. Definitely. <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to having more conversation and talking about that because it's going to be, it's going to be great. Sure.
1: Sure. And, and with, we as artists, you know, we, we, I mean, there are so many different things that fuel our, um, you know, our craft, our, our performance. Yeah. And when you get to know yourself, when you get to know what is, the thing that, you know, fires you up for for doing whatever you want to do and the motivation behind it, then you get to understand why I get so much in trouble, why I'm dealing so much with frustration in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that the Word says that you you shall not know the truth and the truth will make you free. But what truth are we talking about here? Not only that Jesus Christ is Lord, that's the main truth of all, but your personal truth your struggles, your frustration, your outlook in life, the way that you perceive yourself, the way that you perceive God. And I think that all that is uh transmitted to through songs. When people get to know my testimony or what happened to me and they get to hear my songs back then. Yeah. They oh now I see, now I understand that you know that 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 struggle that you had, that that, that wilderness mentality mentality that you had back then. So Um, Yeah, I would love definitely to.
0: Any uh, kind of closing thoughts that you would want to share with any worship leaders or uh, some people that are just finding themselves, whether they're in a a great experience or they're in a frustrating experience going, (laughs) what am I
1: doing? Uh, Um, Let's see. Well, you know, um, one of the blessings that I had lately is to— understand that if you can't be a good number two, you'll never get to be a good number one. And it applies especially when you've been a number one before. Let me explain. Um, If you've been the leader of a a ministry, and then you end up being an assistant to someone else, if you're not content, if you are not You know fulfilled and grateful for what you are right now in this season of your life you'll never get to go after whatever god wants you to do because the god is a god that does he does everything because of pleasure there's no need in god god doesn't have any kind of need and he wants us to live in the same way if we don't do things out of pleasure everything else is going to become a burden if you are in ministry and it has become a burden, maybe you drifted away from the true nature of God, which is pleasure. Mm-hmm. Actually, the word Eden means pleasure, literally. So God created men to be in pleasure, meaning that if you're right now assisting someone, if you're right now playing for someone else and you think inside of you, okay, I'm called to be the head of this ministry. Why in the world I'm here? Because God wants you to be yeah. content and happy where you're at right now and we had
0: that conversation when you came on staff Mm -hmm. because that was one of the things that you know i knew and recognized and you've been you know the head of some large ministries Mm -hmm. and you've done a lot in ministry and that's so even though we were coming in because we had a friendship Mm -hmm. um but also our pastor also asked you and said hey are you going to be okay with this? You know, and, um, but I think it's, um, it's also recognizing each other's gifts. And there are things that, that I recognize in you Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, this, um, and we've had, we've had a lot of conversations where I've, you know, we've gotten in the car Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, now you're my friend, Charlie. So, uh, so tell me what I can do, right? And that's awesome. to navigate this situation. When
1: you have a friend that you can, okay, let's just shift gears here. I I want to hear your input as a friend, and not as a coworker or as a you know someone that we're in ministry together. That's amazing because that uh, that shows that you're a mature person that you can separate one thing from another. I can receive from you as a man of God. When you're up there leading and I'm playing the piano, for example, and I see you taking us to a place, it's so easy for me to follow you and and enjoy what you're doing and just stand in awe to see how God uses you. And the same way when you tell me you you tell me, okay, go ahead and lead this the song, and you're playing the guitar, I see you just following whatever I'm going. And it's so awesome because you take your eyes from yourself and you say, Okay, God, where do you want us? to go and if you're content where you are. So that's that's why I, I wanted to insist in in if you're number two, man, just enjoy that ride. Mm-hmm. Because you'll never get to number one until you really enjoy yeah. being number two.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking time My out of the Pleasure. Day. And, definitely. Uh, and if you have uh questions or comments and you would like to uh get in touch with Charlie um, is there an email you want to? Uh, well, we throw... can
1: Yeah, you can direct it to Hernandez C at faithassembly.org. And we definitely will, will love to share
0: with you. Well, thanks for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I hope that you found today's episode helpful and useful for your life and ministry. I want to thank Pastor Charlie Hernandez for being with us and sharing his heart. We'd love to hear from you. Email us feedback at leadersinworship.com. You can also leave us a voicemail right on our website by clicking the Leave Voicemail tab right there on this right-hand side of your screen. Hey, thank you again for being with us, and we hope that you have an incredible weekend of ministry that you would lead intentionally, both the congregation and the people that you serve with and around, and I believe God's going to do something incredible in your life. God bless